Finally, 1st of September. Welcome to the first episode of Real Talk with Kelly Cass. My name is Kelly Shakassanji. I am a humanitarian. I am a woman. I am a South African and my purpose is to serve my country. So why are we here? Why why have I decided to start a podcast and why am I finally speaking up? I've worked in a male-dominated industry for 10 years and started to notice that the blatant gender discrimination within the industry. That's what got me into searching on equality, which caused me to begin fighting and and using my voice to give women and children um a voice and give them strength. Um that led me to then putting together um various initiatives um a women's day online seminar uh, which which i thought would help empower the most vulnerable of our society and on my journey was lucky enough to meet many like-minded women and men and that and that their purpose was was really to build a free and equal country for all Um so I decided okay let's let's put together a podcast where we can bring all these people together on a platform where they get to speak they get to share their experiences and help to empower our country and our children as they are the future Um on real talk with Kelly Cash Cash you can expect nothing but real interaction we keep it 100% real and you will at times agree disagree or even feel a little uncomfortable but these are the conversations we need to have in order to put preventative measures in place and grow as a community society nation and globe so let's get right into it today i am grateful to have an amazing woman share this conversation with me romi palay um our women and children are still fighting the battle of sexual harassment abuse murder at the hands of people that we know and hold dear to ourselves and now to add to that fight we have this new concept well to us it's new a new concept of human trafficking you know i've it's been i've been a stranger to the topic previously so i've decided to get romi pillay to come on board and chat to us and educate us trafficking how are you doing romi I'm well. I'm very well. How are you, Kelly? I'm great. I am great, and I am blessed to actually have you on our platform to to really, really, really help us understand the concept because it's it's confusing to most of us. Mm-hmm. It is. It definitely is. And as you said, it's new to so many people, but it's been happening for so many years. Yes. So it's actually very, very scary. You know, it's horrifying. Um, earlier today, actually, um, my sister had sent me a screen grab of her call log, where I'm not too sure if you saw. Um, there's a few links going around of um, numbers that are calling our our cell phones um, mm. as spam. Yes, and the only sister. Was, yes. Yeah. Yes. She's 16, and she must have received about over 10 of these calls, and. That's scary. That is scary because what is the 16-year-old going to do? You know, what does she know? Yeah, it's crazy. So let me let's let's get into it, Kelly. So just for yeah, the purpose of of the listeners, 
My name is Romita Hanuman Pillay. I am a human trafficking activist, um, also the leader of the Trafficking Hub campaign in South Africa. Um, I'm an abolitionist with Exodus Cry. It's a global organization that's aiming to fight uh, trafficking and to promote the freedom of people. And also I'm an animal rights activist. So I do a lot of work um, on human trafficking, sex trafficking, sex exploitation, which is actually sexual exploitation. But in our field, we call it sex exploitation. And yeah, so I've All just right. been trying to to bring a South Africa aware of what's of what's actually happening in the world. And I'm glad that that the message is finally, you know, getting out there. And I think um, with the Save Our Children movement, it has sensitized so mm. many people to uh, sex trafficking of kids, which is a bonus for me because finally, um, yes, you yes. know, people are talking about human trafficking. 100%. And that's that's kind of the only reason I got got to know about human trafficking and actually started paying attention to it was after I came into contact with you. Mm. Before that, it's it's never been something that we would imagine happens in South Africa. It's always been something we see on the TV and we watch in movies and just read about that's happening overseas and not here. You know, it won't happen to us. Yeah, I mean... So it's, it's I am so glad that you're pushing this. Thank you. Yeah, as I was saying, you know, when you think of mm. human trafficking, the first thing you would think about is United States or Thailand because... People have that perception that it only happens far away from us. It doesn't happen here. It will never happen in my town, in my province, in my country. It's it's restricted mm. to only somewhere where I cannot access or I will access for a holiday, but then I'll come back safely. So that's yes. where the, the shift needs to happen in the shift of mindset because people need to understand that it's a reality. And... You know, human trafficking, the actual definition of human trafficking, it's so scary if when you just hear it. It is a trade of yeah. human beings for the purpose of forced labor, slavery, or even commercial sexual exploitation for the trafficker or for others. So this means people are profiting from human beings. How scary is that? You know? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's. It's alarming because like, okay, so I spoke, I was speaking to my husband yesterday and I asked him, how comfortable are you traveling now that you have been exposed to the concept of human trafficking? And just before Mm -hmm. this, we were planning, okay, after the COVID um, period is over and we're all back to normal, we want to travel, we want to go on holiday. But reading up on human trafficking and, and being exposed to it now, it's it it I'm I'm uneasy. I don't want to travel any longer because I'm at I'm fearful of the fact that yeah okay cool our child's with us we go overseas or we we, we don't even have to go overseas anymore we could just go to the park and mm-hmm. here we go someone comes in here holds a gun to our head we're not just being robbed but we may have we may be drugged we may be shipped off to different countries. It's it's scary because what do you do now besides sit in your house and then maybe that's where you may actually be safe. So yeah, it's it's definitely a concept to talk about as as South Africans and as people, you know. Yes, because if you think about it, you're going to say you live in Gateway and 
you mm. walking with your child and your hubby or some family in a group um your little kid is walking along with you but you're feeling comfortable and safe that you know you guys are walking in a group and you know you you've never been exposed to human trafficking so you think it's not going to happen to me and you look back and all of a sudden your child is gone you know so it's not yeah. even it's not even holding a gun to your head and drugging you and all of us that happens but it's as simple as just giving a fizz pop to a child without even saying anything the child doesn't know better the child will follow that person and next thing the child is born you know yeah yeah so it's even, scary it's really really scary i mean i keep saying it's crazy it's scary but people need to you know align their minds to that concept mm. that it can happen to them yeah. anywhere i mean it could happen yeah in your you know you coming out of your driveway you know attempt to hijack you they'll take the car away with the child in the car and then you don't know what happens to the child you know yes so yes it's, it's crazy which is why i'm so grateful that i have the platform and social media has been such a blessing to it's been a mm-hmm. blessing to many I just said yeah a curse to many but for me it's just been a blessing because we we're able to reach millions of people with one post you can you know in the element of sharing yeah you can reach people from all over the country all over your town all it goes to all over the world so i'm so blessed um you know that social media is that the the digital era is here where we have the platform yes. to speak these things and to put out these warnings and these messages to people to say be careful because these are the dangers yeah. in today's society yeah okay so while while now that you've mentioned social media um and how it's actually worked in our favor to get the message across and to actually educate people um on various various concepts and various matters that we fa- we're faced with um do you feel that that social media has actually added to the issue of human trafficking and abuse um do you think it makes us a little more vulnerable to our predators yes definitely social media is actually one of the biggest ways that traffickers um allure or coerce victims or influence victims because you know mm. also it's not it's not just your facebook and your instagram and your you know your um those kind of sites it's also gaming sites online gaming there are kids all over the world that are addicted especially now with the coronavirus um they have nothing to do but they've got their online games so many of these online games have chat um functions so yeah i could pretend that i am a 13 year old child playing that game and i would you know just try and lure another child from maybe my vicinity or if, or ask questions that could lead me to knowing more about this child's history this child's background so definitely social media uh plays a huge role in human trafficking because as i said it's one of the main ways in which traffickers um kidnap victims or lure victims mm-hmm. and also it must be noticed ke- noted kelly that it's not so much mm-hmm. of kidnapping that takes place as well it's willing participants yes. of you know of of social media 
that would chat to a man for example i'm a young girl and i'm lonely or i'm depressed or my family doesn't show me love and i'm in that kind of a vulnerable state that i'm looking for something that that's going to fill that void so i go onto a chat site yeah. i start talking and i log onto a dating site or whatever it is and i meet somebody unknowingly this guy is a trafficker or he works in some sort of syndicate yeah. i start tra- talking to him and then we meet and the next thing i'm gone so sorry that was a long that's answer but, but the answer is actually yes you may yeah, no is- no that's no <clears throat> um okay so yo romi this it's it's crazy just to listen to you speak because while you're speaking and answering my questions i am also still learning a few things i did not for a second even think about online gaming you know we would assume that our kids are safe you know they they they're spending their time wisely they're not out on the streets doing drugs and they're not out on the streets putting themselves at risk they're sitting at home and here we are we still at risk mhm it's sad it is so sad all right um so we we did ask our our followers to send us some a few questions um i have sent you a few um just a just just a quick one um how prevalent is human trafficking in south africa um i've done a, i've done some research and i don't know i I'm, i may be looking in the, on the wrong sites but i feel as if we seem to be ignoring it from a from a legal point of view um there there's always um articles that say the these stats are not backed by relevant um investigations and these investigations are still standing so so what's your take on that okay so in terms of south africa of course i feel that if the government was doing enough to raise awareness and to combat human trafficking more people would know about it more people would be talking about it so to answer that first question i don't think that the government enough to combat human trafficking yes there is a, there is legislation in place You've got the trafficking in persons bill yes. the you know all of that but yes. in terms of the trafficking in persons report now this is the 2020 report and i must say we're celebrating 20 years of the trafficking in persons report and that's a major achievement it's compiled every year by the united states department of state every country needs to affiliate to the US Department of State and submit their statistics. So where I get my information from is from a credible source which is the trafficking in persons report and every country is covered okay. report. So South Africa is a tier 2 country Kelly which which is very scary because it means that South Africa does not fully meet the minimum standards for the elimination of tra- trafficking. but we are making significant efforts to do so so the government demonstrated overall increasing efforts compared to the previous reporting period and south africa was upgraded to tier 2 last year we won tier 2 watch list which is worse than where we are now so some of okay, the efforts, so we we're making some sort of improvement we are making some headway and some of the efforts that i speak about included like increased investigations Uh, more prosecution traffickers 
you know so we are making some headway because i've also my my hubby works at the department of justice so in conversations yeah. it does come up and like i've heard him mention that you know the prosecutors have been trained on human trafficking so those are you know positives that we can identify and yeah. i'm not sure do you do you want to know about the prosecution in human trafficking yes yes of course okay yeah. so okay so the government increased uh, our prosecution efforts mm-hmm. and um you know it's oh sorry sorry about that kelly um the government no problem uh, prosecution efforts um by criminalizing uh, sex trafficking and sorry human trafficking and also labor trafficking right so we have made um headway with regards to prosecuting i'll just give you some stats so okay. 2019 saw 36 investigations of potential cases during the previous reporting period we've got the government prosecuted 71 alleged traffickers um of those prosecuted 44 were men and here's the scary part 27 were women now can you imagine a woman being a human trafficker i mean trafficking it's it's absolutely scary i know right yeah because then, automatically you would assume that a male is doing this for some strange reason that's our assumption it's the natural assumption yeah and it's an eye opening eye opening um um type of i i don't even have the words for this <laughs> how can you how can a woman do something like this and the sad thing is is that they're trafficking their children their sisters their cousins it's it's sad it is sad and it's it's alarming that a woman is able to do something like this and here we are fighting for women's rights and gender based violence and stuff like that and you have on the on the flip side you've got women that are fighting against us mm-hmm. by yeah. doing stuff like that's crazy yeah and then like prosecutors uh, put on trial 62 alleged traffickers which is a good thing mm. they they've convicted yeah. eight three men five women um which was actually the same number as 2019 sorry 2018 um a judge okay. sentenced one trafficker to n- listen to this 19 life sentences so yeah one good. person good. one person that yes and then one person was sentenced to three life sentences plus and 29 years so mm-hmm. these are just you know well, these are just Um yeah these are just some of the stats and you know you guys can find the listeners can find all this information in the 2020 trafficking in persons report you just google that and then you you can you can actually download the report and see for yourself so yeah right, so cool. the hawks and and national prosecuting authority have been doing a hell of a lot to you know to combat human trafficking and then sorry I've omitted one thing In every province there's okay. a human trafficking task team. So, okay. Which we talk about that. Yeah. How do we, how do we how do we find them? How do we come into contact with these task teams? 
you guys can make contact with me there's there's very um what can i say there's limited number of people on these task teams um there's a certain amount yeah. of enforcement then there's you know some organizations there's um you know SAPS there's metro police so um if you guys need any assistance just contact me and then i will put you in contact with with the relevant person all right awesome um okay so romi just to just we move away a little bit from the stats um i know that something that you feel strongly about is the involvement of porn hub um with human trafficking can you explain that to us because we're struggling to understand the link between the two okay so i'm leading the campaign in south africa called trafficking hub so porn hub has been complicit in broadcasting actual rape of victims um they've been broadcasting child sexual abuse exploitation sex trafficking the list goes on and on there's about 118 cases brought to their attention by the internet watch foundation so trafficking hub campaign we are trying to shut down the biggest and most profitable pornography website in the world and don't i actually i i don't have a doubt in my mind that we will do it because it's a petition based campaign where all you got to do is to log on to www.traffickinghub.com sign the petition yeah and you will be joining almost 2 million people from all over the world kelly that feel the same way that we do that's incredible yeah that's incredible you know it's as much as this is such a negative topic to discuss it's heartwarming to see um people people join hands around the world to try and protect our children and our women and men as well because mm. i mean i've i've read many um articles and facts about human trafficking where it lets men are just as 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 um victimized by this concept and many people do not realize that they are and they they're shipped off to various different countries and it's mainly for labor labor um, mm-hmm. reasons so you've got them um, and you can correct me if i'm wrong here you've got them maybe for example shipped off to a country where they used to plow fields or mm-hmm. used to um run street taverns and stuff like that am i correct in saying this yes yes and you're absolutely correct kelly and i don't i'm not sure if you saw there was a video that was doing the rounds um police actually I'm not sure which country this was but it's a reality which is why I'm bringing it up. Um there was okay this shipment of mattresses that was going from one country to the next and at the border for some reason maybe it was even a tip off I'm not even sure but they decided to cut open one of the mattresses. And in the mattress contained a human being. As in you oh cut my god the mattress you lift off and inside the mattress instead of having wool and all of that nice soft there's a human being that's hiding in there being trafficked to another country this is crazy i i have just googled it now 
and I see it. Two migrants were discovered inside mattresses trying to escape and run away, I guess. January 2nd, 2019. Yeah, look at that. This is great. Wow. <laughs> you, what, what, and that's what we were trying to understand is how do they get from A to B, you know? So, okay, so there's the mattresses. How else would they get across borders? Okay, so also, um, you know, in these big vehicles, um, like these double cabs and what have you, there are, yeah. there's a space between the steering wheel and the engine compartment, which is basically behind your dashboard. Okay. So, I had, um, I had a conversation with a law enforcement officer and he had told me that Ramita, I was on a random, I was on a, on a, what, what is it called? A roadblock in Durban. Yeah. And I, you know, he says as an officer, I, you know, when something's not right about something, you feel it, you know? So he hmm. stopped this one person and he thought that there was a snake um, behind the, he thought he saw something in the air vent. So he looked inside the air vent and he saw a pair of eyes and then he thought it was a snake but he said let me just let me just further investigate this lo and behold there's a 13 year old 14 year old child in the back of the dashboard in durban no what this is crazy <laughs> this is crazy like i was thinking things like okay they put them into containers they ship them off but you are giving me some intense ways of 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 moving people from one one location to the next this is crazy can i tell you something it is can i tell you something when yes traffickers with traffickers this that phrase where there's a world there's a way it rings true to them yeah. when you know when they need to get something done remember human trafficking is one of the most profitable crimes in the world it amasses billions of dollars every year so you will do everything say you know you're a trafficker and what have you you know you're breaking the law but to get your payment you don't care about the little kid that's in the back of your dashboard or in the mattress on your load you just doing it because you need your money you know so they will find whichever way they can to, to ship these guys off, you know, to ship these kids off and to take them across the border, take them to another town. And also, I must also add that human trafficking also happens in South Africa across provinces. So it's not just we're taking someone from Durban and taking them to Thailand or taking them to Angola or whatever. It's yeah. from Durban to Joburg to Cape Town to Bloemfontein. That's the four major hotspots for human trafficking in South Africa. Durban, Cape Town, Joburg, and Bloemfontein. Not in any particular order, I'm just listing them. So, yeah. yeah. Why? Why those cities though? What's, what's, what's the reasoning? What are they being used for when they, when they move to these cities? So, these four cities are, you know, well, for Durban, Cape Town, and, and Joburg, they're met, uh, metropolitan cities. So that's mm-hmm. where most economic activity happens. For example, in Durban, Durban is the hub of economic yeah. activity for KZN. 
So yes. that's that's how it's determined because of the amount of profit that can be made. So those four cities are leading um, in profit making for human trafficking. Oh, and there's also a demand. It's also according to the demand that you know that those cities bring with them. All right, and do you feel that, or from 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 the research and and what you've been involved in, do you feel that drugs um, play a major role in the the process of trafficking, and as well as keeping these children quiet after they've been trafficked? Because one would ask the question: Aren't they trying to seek help? Um, I mean, you could you could be anywhere and just scream for help, and someone would try assist you. So. What's 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 stopping these kids? Is it drugs? Are they being blackmailed? What's going on? Okay, so there's many many factors that that come into play here, Kelly. The first one, as you mentioned, are drugs. Um, so they would say, for example, they've successfully kidnapped a victim. They would immediately get yeah. the victim hooked onto a substance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whichever place that they've taken them to, make them work. As a sex slave, or or in whichever place they have been trafficked to, and bring them in money, and in return they would get um, somewhere to stay, maybe one meal a day, um, a change of clothes, having a shower, and the big thing they would be able to um, get that get access to that drug that they're addicted to. So. Drugs play a major role in trafficking. Um, also, debt bondage plays a another major role, where you are say you are sent to uh, you go to meet somebody for a job, mm. and they take you away and what have you. And there's all these costs that are that are involved in terms of maybe you wanted to take a job in. In Thailand, and as a teacher, yeah. but that was a misleading advert that you saw, and you obviously you didn't know about it. So you are going to Thailand, or you're going to United States, or whatever, and you go there, and you're expecting to be a teacher, but then they tell you you need to be a prostitute. They give you drugs, you get addicted, and you tell them I need to leave, and they say no, you have to pay back. What I have spent on you, so I've bought you clothes, I've purchased your air tickets, sure. I've purchased, you know, you, I've paid for your accommodation. So these are the the different elements that um, that contribute to that. And also, they usually traffickers hold passports of their victims, so they have no way of, you know, accessing um, any kind of uh, way to. Depart the country because they don't have a passport, and yeah. law enforcement is not going to help you if you don't have identification. So yes, sadly that's that's the reality. Yeah. And and okay, so for example, um, I decide to go ahead with leaving, going overseas for a teaching job. Um, my family knows I'm leaving to a specific country, and um. Going to a specific area, what would what's the steps that these traffickers would take to make sure that no one actually recognizes me? Do they do they change my identity? 
um cut my hair dye my hair Do, are, are these steps taken is there something we should be on the lookout for well yeah definitely um when you're in another country uh, people don't know you so usually that you know it it wouldn't happen in you know in very usual cases but of course if they are trying to hide their identity yeah. of someone they would you know change their appearance quite dramatically dyeing their hair or um you know giving them contact lenses and cuz you know every mm-hmm. every time a, a missing persons report is filed they would say brown eyed girl black hair slim build wearing this and wearing that and what have you so they would try yeah. and do the actual opposite of what your description actually is Yeah. It's it sounds so far fetched and it really sounds as if we're we're talking about a movie and we're doing a movie review but it's a sad reality it really is Romi thank you so much for for educating us um and just just to end off I I want to know what can we do what can we do as South Africans to to help help this cause and to help you achieve shutting down porn hub and and just creating this awareness worldwide what what can we do okay with regards to trafficking hub as i said you guys know what to do www.traffickinghub.com sign the petition it doesn't even take 30 seconds you just add your name your email address and click on sign the petition that's it for trafficking hub that's all you need right. we'll do the rest with regards to human trafficking whatever posts you see on Facebook share them whatever yeah. posts you see on Twitter on Instagram you can share them because remember if you are educating one other person you are educating millions thousands yes that person is going to look at that yeah. like how i've taught you something Kelly you have taken mm-hmm. initiative to do this podcast you know to raise awareness because you were not as aware of human trafficking as you know um before you saw my my posts and and whatever's happening in the world with save our children so the power of social media is amazing so whatever you see share it comment on it like it follow me on instagram can i give my can i give my details quickly yes Yes, and we will also um, post it on Facebook and stuff as well. So yeah, please do, please do share that. Okay, so my email address is Romita Hanuman eighteen at gmail dot com, which is R O M I T A H A N U M A N, the number one eight at gmail dot com. Um, if you would like to follow my campaigns on Twitter, my handle is at Romita underscore H, which is R O M I T A underscore H. And my Instagram is at underscore Bella, T A underscore B E L L A, and then obviously my Facebook is Romita Hanuman Pillay. All right, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for your time and answering all my questions. I really appreciate it, and let's hope that this podcast can actually get. to the millions of people that are unaware of human trafficking and the causes and the impact it's having on our society. Kelly, before we go, let me just share the National Human Trafficking Hotline in case anybody yeah. is 
in case anybody is exposed or if anybody suspects that someone is being trafficked or if something even looks suspicious and you feel you've got that gut feeling that something's not right it's always 100 222777 always 100 222777 that's the national human trafficking hotline you can call from anywhere in south africa it's toll free so please all right we will thank you so much um i wish you all the best and we are right here behind you and thank you thank you again for leading us um in combating human trafficking thank you for this opportunity kelly i really really appreciate it thank you thanks for listening guys not a problem not a problem thank you have a great one bye bye okay guys so that was romi pale um You've heard it. You've heard all of the the facts, and just this, she's answered all the questions that we have been wondering about. So, let's listen to this. Let's share this podcast, and let's educate our people. Have a great one, guys! Remember, you're tuned in to Kelly Cass, Real Talk with Kelly Cass, and we will see you on our next episode. Stay blessed. <laughs>